Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there and welcome to the Explaining History podcast. Um, Today I want to talk about the relationship between Mao, Khrushchev and the decision to launch the Great Leap Forward and um, the resultant famine um, that uh, kills conservative estimates are 40 million Chinese people but it could be uh, considerably higher than that. Um, The Dynamics of um, Mao's economic policy are very much um, decided by foreign policy considerations, and the, the the most significant consideration is the relationship between Maoist China and the Soviet Union. Now, in order to understand the this relationship and its deterioration, we need to kind of rewind to the death of Stalin in 1953. Uh, Mao, in 1949, had made a a rather obsequious uh, visit to see Stalin uh, for his his birthday, uh, returning um, in uh, uh, weeks later uh, with uh, good tidings for the Chinese people about the cooperation that would ensue. Mao was actually um, snubbed by Stalin, really, who he admired so much, um, he was kept waiting for a long time and treated um, as far inferior to any of the other uh, new communist leaders from uh, Eastern Europe. So he was um, really quite smarting at that one. And he had been um, determined to gain a, a trade deal for China um, the deal, the, the the future for China economically was pretty bleak. The uh, China Mao had chosen to um, orient China away from Europe, um, America, and the and other you know cap- world capitalism in general. And um, the sole trading partner that China would now have would be the USSR until. Relations developed with uh, Eastern European countries later on. So when Stalin died, it was Mao's expectation that he would step up as the uh, most significant figure in world communism. But that doesn't happen. 
Instead, Khrushchev becomes the uh, successor to Stalin and the uh, pivotal figure in world communism. And even worse than that, in Mao's eyes, is the denunciation of Stalin in Khrushchev's secret speech in 1956. Now, for further details on the secret speech, um, there's a podcast uh, I've done last year, or perhaps even the year before, my memory escapes me, um, in this list anyway, uh, so you can dig that out and give you some, some background. But the denunciation of Stalin, Mao interpreted as a denunciation of him. The, uh, Mao was an adherent of Stalinism, from uh, collectivization of agriculture to um, instituting five-year plans, um, and he sought, looked to emulate Stalin um, as faithfully as possible. And a denunciation of Stalinism, uh, now uh, Mao predicted presciently um, would unleash all sorts of tensions and undermine the communist world. The uh, resultant um, Budapest uprising vindicates what, what Mao uh, believes. There's a lot of writing by Mao, a lot of very kind of gushing praise of Stalin that focuses on economic progress, saying that Stalin had transformed the country from a peasant agriculture um, and uh, serfdom through to being an industrial superpower using you know, the correct politics and ideas and methods and fighting the correct struggles and all that sort of thing. And um, Mao looked to Stalin um, as a, a kind of an economic role model. And it was this um, that partly motivated the second five-year plan, or the, the Great Leap Forward, um, in that... Mao, feeling that um, the legacy of Stalinism was under threat, and also looking at the Soviet Union with great suspicion um, and attempts at rapprochement with uh, America and the West with great suspicion, um, Mao thought, you know, essentially these guys are going soft. They're, 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 they are backsliding and they'll backslide into capitalism eventually, whereas uh, China, under me, is the only power that's actually fought America in the Korean War um, vigorously, um, and in Mao's eyes, won. Uh, the uh, popular uh, Chinese propaganda was that uh, China had won the Korean War, and certainly they had um, at least fought America to a standstill. Um, the answer to this backsliding, the answer to this revisionism, was to eclipse the Soviet Union using Stalinist methods to prove back to the Soviet Union that Stalinism worked and in doing so established China as the world economic power in the, um, in the, in the communist world. The uh, Soviet Union had always committed itself to um, uh, expanding its economic growth beyond that of the United States, which is wildly un unrealistic. And Mao was determined to match this by uh, eclipsing Britain's economic growth. Um, Britain was a farm in the 1950s, a far more sluggish economy than the United States, but significantly in terms of living standards and uh, overall wealth, significantly wealthier than China was. But the result of the Great Leap Forward was actually to shrink the Chinese economy. This is the, the kind of the, uh, the level of catastrophe. In 1957, Mao uh, visited Moscow again um, for the 40th anniversary of the October Revolution, 
when uh, all the leaders of world communism uh, gathered. And it was an opportunity by Mao to uh, try to uh, snub Khrushchev and try to uh, suggest that uh, Mao was really the, the alpha dog in the relationship. Um, he patronised Khrushchev, saying to him, and I quote from Frank Dakota's uh, Mao's Great Famine, uh, no matter who, everyone needs support. There is a Chinese saying that while there is beauty in a lotus, it needs the support of its green leaves. You, comrade Khrushchev, even though you're a lotus, you too need to be supported by the leaves. He goes on um, to uh, address um, the, uh, the Russians, saying that there, were, there are two winds in the world, an east wind and a west wind. We have a saying in China that if the east wind does not prevail over the west wind, then the west wind prevails over the east wind. I think that the key point of the international situation right now is that the east wind prevails over the west wind. That is to say, the forces of socialism have become overwhelmingly superior to the forces of capitalism. And Mao then goes on to basically do some very uh, rough mental arithmetic about the numbers of people in the world and the likelihoods that if we were, if the Soviet Union and China were to have a nuclear exchange with um, the, the US, USA and the West, that there would be just about enough people in the communist world to restart civilization and it wouldn't be that big a catastrophe. This is uh, at a point of high nuclear tension between uh, America and uh, the USSR, which will reach its peak in the period 61 to 62, uh, and then gradually decline. But the um, scope for kind of a nuclear exchange between 1956 and 62 is, is really quite significant and something that the Soviets were not taking lightly. Now, even if Mao was speaking in exaggerations or bluffing, um, it was still a, a alarming stuff. Uh, and yet it was a way of showing that he was the, the true revolutionary. And the truth about the Soviet Union in the 50s and 60s is that you can't really call it a, a revolutionary society. There had been in essence, two phases of um, revolution. Um, the uh, Bolshevik Civil War uh, period uh, from 1917 to the death of Lenin in 1924, and a, a sort of period of about four years of stagnation. And then Stalinism. Um, and after Stalin, the um, difficulty of trying to hold together a Stalinist society without Stalin himself of trying to um you trying to uh, bring about um social and cultural revolution in Russia uh, without immense violence um was uh, an irreconcilable problem and the difficulty that Khrushchev has is uh, which way to go to continue with um the development of a now an established bureaucratized um, a system of state repression to allow reform, to allow change, to hope that that will stimulate economic reform and the kind of um, levels of um, consumer prosperity that were being seen in, in the West, um, or to allow the regime to kind of, um, as it does under Brezhnev, to simply stagnate. Uh, Brezhnev realises really that Khrushchev's um, reforms 
uh, cause nothing but uh, instability. Uh, the, the, the problem of how to do Stalinism without Stalin is never fully reconciled, and Mao can see this and is able to present um, the, uh, uh, the People's Republic of China as being a much more dynamic socialist society, one that is willing to take uh, big risks, one that is willing to carry out uh, the first um, Chinese five-year plans, one that is willing to struggle to have social revolution and upheaval uh, and class warfare, and one ultimately that results in the uh, Cultural Revolution uh, from 1966 onwards. So when Mao returned to China, he returned in the knowledge that Khrushchev planned to outstrip America economically uh, in terms of agricultural industrial production um, and do this through de-Stalinizing, believing that once the peasants were freed from um, Stalinist control, that their productivity would dramatically increase, and this, and this, and this would this would be uh, the the tonic really to allow them to outstrip America. Mao was determined to show that Stalinism could still work and that um, his own brand of, I suppose you call them, Maoist Stalinism, uh, would be superior. Um, and part of the catastrophe of the Great Leap Forward really uh, comes, is driven by uh, Mao's own uh, blindness. I did Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Logical and uh, personal uh, blindness uh, to, uh, um, this poss- to the possibility that he might be wrong. So, just as with the Stalinist five-year plans, the Great Leap Forward, which was China's second five-year plan, the first having been generally seen as being quite successful, um, while the the second five-year plan um, was driven by targets and projections 
And these projections were, for the most part, wildly over-optimistic. They were over-optimistic for um, the given ideological um, and diplomatic reasons that we've already discussed. Um, the projections had to be seen to be outstripping uh, the USSR, uh, well, outstripping Great Britain and the, and, um, the West, but really the, the, the target of um, Mao's um, uh, Mao's um, projections was the USSR. And the existence of the Sputnik satellite um, that had been launched into orbit that year in 1957 um, and that um, was, uh, had been an, an immense uh, humiliation to the Western world uh, who consider themselves far more scientifically advanced. Uh, this was also a challenge to Mao, the idea that the relatively backward Soviet economy could have produced uh, such a scientific marvel. Um, this was um, something that Mao was determined to uh, eclipse with his own achievements. Some party members and economists um, rightly told Mao that a massive surge in economic output without an equivalent expansion in infrastructure was unlikely to work. For example, um, during the Great Leap Forward, uh, the railway system effectively breaks down. Um, the, this is for two reasons. Firstly, trains are being uh, laden uh, with uh, more goods. They are being used more often. Um, the uh, rail network can only take so much traffic, um, and uh, the you know if you uh, double or triple the amount of use of rails, they tend to wear out uh, a lot quicker. Um, the signal systems break down, and there is a paralysis, and there are obviously uh, in, in a huge number of accidents. Uh, the other reason was that the as the railway network was expanded. During the Great Leap Forward, it was expanded with poor quality steel, something we'll explain uh, in a moment. And railways were brittle and cracked, and there were derailings and all that kind of thing. And this shows that um, what Mao was being told was correct, um, that um, a huge surge in production, even if that's possible, isn't always desirable, because you can often wind up with surplus um, uh, surplus raw materials uh, or surplus finished goods that are of, of no use. They're just sort of sitting in warehouses somewhere, uh, decaying, rusting, uh, what have you. Uh, and also the existing infrastructure you have can be put under too much pressure and start to break down. But the um, real crisis for China uh, develops from the use and abuse of human resources of people. Uh, the development of communes of huge um, communal uh, farming and agricultural labor, labor uh, groups um, from uh, peasants who had been, uh, whose land had been uh, collectivized and then communalized. Um, was a, a very dangerous development for China, uh, for central China particularly, because the the communes meant that large numbers of Chinese peasants were removed from the land. They were taken to do things like irrigation work and dam building, where many of them were worked to death. 
the the need to hit quotas to hit targets meant that peasants would uh, be worked uh, around the clock for something you know days on end without sleep and the result is that they just dropped dead and the um peasants who had, when hundreds of thousands of peasants are taken away from the land obviously crops aren't planted harvests aren't taken in and the quota that exists for the peasant communes in terms of food production still stands so that means that when peasants are taken away from the land to work on other projects the communes are still um, expected to produce a quota of food for the state which is then requisitioned the government came up with all sorts of um, essentially harebrained schemes about uh, planting rice pl uh, closer together or planting it less deep in order to make it grow quicker. And the Chinese peasants who had farmed rice for thousands of years knew that this isn't how you do it. Um, and again, the, the, under orders to plant rice in particular ways, the the rice harvests fail. Mao is living in his own um, feedback loop in terms of production um, and agricultural output targets. The um, desire to uh, please Mao, the desire to be seen to be hitting targets, causes uh, local party members to create all sorts of misleading, fabricated and wildly exaggerated reports. So when some party members start to learn that parts of China are going hungry and that famine is developing, uh, Mao himself is largely blind to this and chooses not to see it. Though during the year of the Great Leap Forward, Mao actually travels extensively across China. He um, uses his position to visit um, sites across China, factories and farms. And so there was a great deal of willful ignorance there as well. It would not have been difficult for Mao to find out about the famine, but he perhaps didn't wish to. Some party cadres uh, in the communes found the best plot of land and intensively farmed it using uh, agricultural fertiliser and um, pesticides and, and everything possible to uh, send the yield to, to you know send the yield sky high from that small plot of land and then it would extrapolate this um, to the rest of the commune thus coming out with an entirely fictitious estimate for how much food could be that could be uh, produced and the need for fertilizer uh, meant that um, not only was uh, human and animal waste um, spread on on the fields. This is obviously China, like anywhere else, has a, a deep cultural uh, aversion to de handling human waste. But um, anything that could be viewed as as fertilizer, including even the the mud walls of uh, huts and houses that would have had all sorts of animal matter in them, dung and animal hair and that kind of thing, were used. So hundreds of thousands of peasant houses were knocked down in order to fertilise the fields. And the rationale here was that if the fields are fertilised and there are bumper crop yields, not only will the, the, the party and Mao himself be uh, pleased, but also it will mean that there will be surplus food for to feed the workers and surplus food um, to export abroad 
that will mean that um, machinery and other uh, useful stuff from overseas can be imported. One of the main causes of the famine, how we transition from hunger to famine, are ongoing food exports. Mao continued to export food um, and to firstly to get um, a capital for um, development, but also to um, send to Eastern European countries such as uh, Bulgaria and Albania. Why here? Well, because the, um, the, the, the further you go into the Balkans, the, more, um, the less Soviet-centred the communist regimes were, the more they'd been influenced by Tito in Yugoslavia, for example, and the, the, the easier they, would, they were to woo away from Moscow. And so um, Mao tried to bribe Albania and Bulgaria with cheap food uh, whilst his own country was starving in a bid to undermine Moscow. As the first reports of uh, bumper harvests um, rolled in, Mao was um, hooked really. He believed absolutely that the reports were correct and assumed that the uh, trajectory was only going to be upward from here and that uh, poverty had been uh, eliminated in China, that living standards were about to shoot through the roof and that um, the ability to uh, of the peasants to eat as much as they liked um, would be the bedrock of, of his regime from then on in. It justified everything that he had believed and justified... Uh, everything that he thought about the the uh, the misdirection, the, the misguidedness of the Soviet Union, um, and this is always a dangerous point for anybody when they're given confirmation of their own uh, persuasions and prejudices, and this it also made Mao for much of the five year of the Great Leap Forward unassailable, um, and this again is a contributory factor to the famine. When the uh, Great Leap Forward wound down in 1962, Mao had been deeply compromised by the catastrophe and was uh, sidelined in favour of Deng Xiaoping and Liu Xiaoqi, who become the de facto rulers of China for the next four years until Mao stages his return during the Cultural Revolution. And the two of them uh, tried to liberalise farming in much the way that Khrushchev had, implying that perhaps Khrushchev had the last laugh in the end. Um, and the, the this is something that Mao never forgets or forgives. And is the the two of them are purged during the Cultural Revolution. Deng is sent for re-education, spends his time working in a bicycle shop, and Liu Xiaoqi is violently murdered and tortured to death. So there you have it. The the Great Leap Forward and the famine that it creates are um, in part the product of uh, ideological certainty, in part of uh, rigidity on, on Mao's part, and partly it's due to um, the need uh, of Mao to be able to uh, demonstrate 
the success of China against the Soviet Union and uh, in China's struggle to replace the Soviet Union as the preeminent power in the communist world. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed that and I'll catch you on the next podcast and I'll uh, put something up later in the week. Um, All the best. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.